Welcome to Retro Reco. I'm Kyle. And I'm Shane. And in this podcast, we go over her, uh, we recommend movies to each other that the other hasn't seen before. And this episode, it was Shane's recommendation. Yeah, I went with uh, the 2021 film Promising Young Woman. Content warning here. Uh, uh, we're going to discuss things like uh, murder, assault, rape. Uh, there, there's a lot in this, uh, starring, uh, Carrie Mulligan, uh, Bo Burnham. I would say third build and that was probably Alison Brie. Uh, yeah, I think uh, she was the third person that came up in the credits. Cause, uh, oddly enough, one person is uncredited in this movie. Uh, and I wasn't, and I didn't realize that until looking up, uh, things later. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was written and directed by, uh emerald Fennell, uh who is an actress in her own right uh you would most likely know her as uh camille <laughs> in the crown uh she's she's camille in seasons three and four um and so in in a lot of ways you could kind of credit her uh for helping getting the actor that plays charles his uh his emmy uh, that he won uh, for Best Supporting Actor um, because a lot of the scenes that he has are with her. And so, like, incredibly talented in front of the camera and maybe even more behind the camera because this was a really good, well-made film. Yeah, no, I I had watched this movie last year and, uh, and really... Uh enjoyed would be a I, I enjoyed it yes uh it's a uh pretty dark um, uh yeah you think yeah you think it's pretty dark yeah it's pretty dark but uh but that kind of fits into my my wheelhouse um i yeah it was uh i i felt like with everything going on seeing a, a badass woman wasn't a bad thing right now uh, yes. Especially with the the context of the movie, um, I mean, uh, just so everyone knows, the movie. Uh, if you haven't watched it, uh, the movie is about a uh, a woman um, who is uh, she's essentially going out to punish men that like try to pick up drunk women at bars and and uh, and just just be. Uh, she, she's, she's punishing assholes. She, and, and yeah. mostly she's just making them feel bad. Um, yes. as you watch the movie, like, like the first one, they kind of, it they kind of drops the first couple, it kind of drops in a way that, that you're just like, Oh, maybe, maybe she's killing them. But no, it's definitely, it's definitely like, Oh, she's just, she's just like saying like, you suck so hard after after these these guys pick her up when they think she's drunk and she's not yeah um and they really show what she does with uh with uh mclove and christopher plots uh oh yeah yeah because it, it's very subtle the first time we see her do it and it just cuts to the opening credits and then we get a little bit more or of her like mo and how she she does this, how her playbook goes for this the second time around with Christopher Min's plots, 
And yeah, the first one was Adam Brody. Yeah, the first one was Adam Brody. Um, which I was just like, oh, do you realize how much it takes for me to hate Adam Brody? But she did it. He's um, got that. He's got that ability to to be that kind of guy. Like, oh yeah, the way he that does. He talks, like, yeah, but like I've I've you know seen him all the way back to the OC as like a lovable goofball in most yeah. of the stuff that I see him in. So it's like it takes a little bit, and it's like, nope, fake nice guy. That's uh, that immediately tweaks me and. Yeah. Well, I really enjoy that they they cast really, really only comedic actors, except for the one that I, I assume the one that is not credited. I have not looked on IMDb about which one it is, but I assume it uh, is the one that is the serious actor, and that's Alfred Molina. Yes, the only yeah the the person who is not credited is Alfred Molina, who, uh, in any other movie, I would say he steals the movie in one scene. Um, but, uh, like Carrie Mulligan's performance in this just so good, um, and so layered too, like the little bits that we get, um, you know, even, you know, full on, she's so in the zone on doing this thing and, kind of not even knowing what's going on day to day of just like I'm doing I get up I go to work I do this I then oh it's a Friday okay cool um that means I'm gonna go out to the bars to you know punish terrible men and so much she even forgets her birthday yeah yeah so much so that she forgets her birthday and it's like, you forgot your 30th birthday? It's like, yeah, she's been in zombie mode, clearly, for the last seven years since her friend died. You know? And blames herself for it. Which is just heartbreaking. And and the to, to kind of continue a little bit with the cast, they they fill this movie with... with uh actor after uh, actor and actress after actor and actress that you would recognize yes like like even if you don't place the name like uh um the dean is um uh from spin city uh yeah it's it's, uh, uh, yeah it's uh, connie britain um connie britain yeah who's in who's in yeah spin city the first season of american horror story um nashville i think is what the other show she's in yeah, but but it's like it's like you know you might some of them you might not be able to place the name of, but you recognize who they are, yeah. and most of them, like I said before, are comedians. Like yes. you know, Bo Burnham. Um, yeah. I mean, Allison Brie does definitely does drama, but but I mean, her biggest role I would argue would be Community. Yeah. Um, well, Community uh, or Glee, which are both comedic. Um, Allison yeah. Brie wasn't in Glee. Yeah, she is. She's the Russian. In Glee? Oh, Glow. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I got I was half like, the letters right. Yeah. You were two, two out of four. Yeah, two out of four. Two out of four ain't bad. Um, um, but yeah, like like her parents, it's it's Clancy Brown and Jennifer Coolidge. 
who you know <laughs> from every movie ever made. <laughs> You know, and then, cause... and then you know the the guys that that she takes home, Christopher Mintz Plus, um, mentioned Adam Brody, uh, Sam Richardson, who is about to go go home, and Sam Richardson's just so great. I love. Yeah, <laughs> his his scene is very memorable to me because he's just like he's just like, oh man, it's it's uh, uh, what's that uh, whatever time during the uh, when you we we have your Uber out, and every all the prices go up, and he's like. Uh, he's like holding this woman up. He's he's like, you can probably walk a few blocks, right? Yeah, let's yeah. walk it. Just cheat. He's like, oh, you got to be quiet when I get when we get home. I don't wake up my mom. Like it's just yeah. like, and he's wearing a fedora. Like he is just like uh, the epitome of everything that's gross about men. <laughs> it's yeah, just great. Um, and then uh, yeah, and then actually speaking of of glow, I got it right that time. Uh, you also have Chris Lowell. Um, yes, who is the you know groom at the end um at the the bachelor party and yeah just like so i i'm behind so i have not seen uh bo burnham's the the film he did and i haven't seen inside yet um so i was really impressed with his role here um and his his acting ability um yeah i mean the the role fit him like a glove like he was fantastic and being that that kind of charming um uh charming funny guy that 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 still still seems sincere of the things that he said like it, it worked it worked really really well um i don't th- uh are you talking about eighth grade for the film yes because i he wrote he wrote it and i think I don't. He wasn't in it. I think it was all. A, it was all a teenage cast for that. Okay. Um. But uh. Uh. Yeah. I mean, he played the part great. Uh. And you know, even and the, the the they do such a good job with the writing of of showing like the switch that that people can have is like at the end there when when he's just like, you got to forgive me and like trying to beg. And then, and then she's just like, she's no. And then he goes right to, well, you're a bitch. Like, it's yeah. just like, ah, what? Ah, yeah. Piece of shit. Ah. Um, yeah. So I, I think like we've done a good overview of like how, what the story is, you know? So if at this point forward, if you have not seen this movie, uh, go watch it. Um, cause we're going to end up like, we, I think we need to, there's a lot of scenes in here that need to be discussed as scenes, you know, with, with being able to go in depth. Um, so, you know, if you haven't watched it yet, uh, go watch it. Um, otherwise, you know, check out the next episode, but yeah, we're going to talk about scenes a little more in depth. Um, and so you know, like be we do in every episode. <laughs> yeah, but like this one, like some of the stuff, um, cause yeah, like I said, she's basically, in some ways, like she's almost been dead to the world for seven years at the beginning of this movie, and you know it's this chance encounter with you know somebody else from medical school that kind of reawakens that part 
you know, and kind of triggers her. Like, obviously, she's doing this beforehand, but she goes into a different level after meeting Bo Burnham's character. Yeah, so so she's been doing the... the um, so what happens is that is that her friend, um, her best friend from childhood, who she went to medical school with, um, she was raped in college and uh her, and it was like she, i think at one point it's like the one party that she didn't go to with her yeah uh and uh she was raped in college and then like they tried to report it and it was everything like nothing happened from it they even tried to like bring a lawsuit and a lawyer like hounded her to drop it and and then uh uh in the end she dropped out of school and then so did so did uh uh uh, Carrie Ann Mulgan's character Cassie, uh, so that the, her friend's name was Nina, yeah. um, and uh, Cassie dropped out of school to try to you know take care of her and get her back to normal, uh, and she ended up killing herself. Yeah. Um, and Cassie went through this is those seven years she's going through. She's blaming herself, but at the same time she's wanting a wanting to find a way to get back at these people. Yeah. Um, and like she in in this mixture of rage and blame and, and sadness and, and everything. She just, as, as you said, she's kind of becomes a walking zombie where, you know, the, the day, the day to day is, is nothing. She's, uh, she's living for the, the getting back at these men at night and then, and everything else doesn't matter. Yeah. And, and the one interesting thing to me, um, it feels like it's almost the inverse of what you think it would be of uh, I'm almost wondering if those red check marks were the guys who actually didn't do anything. Oh, when she has the multiple colors yeah. in the uh in the book. Cuz like we know both of the characters we see get black check marks and they definitely were about to do something um before she stopped them. Yes. Um so I almost wonder because clearly she knew one of them and knew that he would be actually be a stand up guy and that's why he has that guy go and take care of Allison Bree's character when they do that. Which is also like that was that was the one point in the movie. Like everything else, honestly. I'm a hundred percent on her side. <laughs> um, I mean, she didn't do any like Alison Brie got drunk. She was making Alison Brie feel. No. Uh, yeah. Like, but like, you don't know that for a while. And I'm like, would she have? Cause that's also at the point of like, you don't know what her limits are. And that's, and that's what, you know, they're trying to push at you throughout the movie is that you don't know how far she went with any of these people. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, the thing that she does, Alison Brie is probably the, no, nah, I wouldn't say it's the, yeah, yeah, it's probably the worst of it because I mean, it's not that Alison Brie doesn't deserve some kind of comeuppance, but making her think that, well, yeah, making her think that she might've got raped is not a fun, is not, yeah, that's not, that's a, not, not a that's not, yeah, like that, that was, that was a step too far for, you know, like honestly, was... what she what she did to the women in general was both felt because yeah. it was the dean as well making her think that her daughter was getting raped. Yeah, it was which... like, 
is another rough one. Yeah, which at least that one, she immediately comes clean of like, no, I wouldn't do that. Like, I, you know, she's at a cafe somewhere, you know, right now waiting for her favorite boy band. Like, that's where I dropped her off. Like, but so at least that one, you you don't have her sit and stew. Um, even though in some ways the Dean is probably more to blame for what happened than Alison Bree's character would have been. Oh, I would agree with that. Alison Bree's character not believing or, or caring in the, in, when it all happened had less impact on... on the final outcome of like, you know, charges and things like that than yeah. the, than the Dean would have. Yeah. I mean, it, they both suck, but yeah. Yeah. They, they both suck. Like, yeah. And then, um, yeah. In, in talking about that. Yeah. The, uh, cause Allison Bree's character was check mark number one. If I remember correctly, uh, check. Oh, when they were in the Roman numerals. Yeah. yeah. Uh, two was uh, Connie Britton, the dean. Um, three, I believe, was the the scene with Alfred Molina. Yes. Who seemed to be the one person, and this is why she doesn't do anything, and you know why eventually she's the one. He's the one who s- she sends the package to with the phone. Um. He's the only one that's remorseful. Yep, he he's he shows that that you know he's he's it, this it's haunting him the the things that not just that he did to Nina but to all these other uh, young women uh, that that he's hurt over the years for. Yeah, he says at one point that that the people at the law office got paid to comb over Facebook just to find anything that looked like that uh, that would look bad for the person. Yeah, uh, yeah, like yeah, full on combing over Facebook. Uh, they yeah, he's like, we we got a bonus if you know it doesn't go to trial. We got a bonus if it's settled, you know, oh, you know, right away. We got a you know, so like this was all of this at that point in time was just like thinking of like you know monetarily instead of like as a human hum humanity wise. And then it's like, then he said he finally got to that breaking point and realized how many terrible things he'd done. And that's why he's on a sabbatical at the moment. It's also why she doesn't send that, that, uh, vaguely European goon in there. (laughs) Yeah. Who was like, yeah, it's like, uh, that's, that's definitely probably a hit man. Yeah. Um, Just some guy that was probably going to beat the crap out of him. Yeah. Um, but it's also it's also so heartbreaking of he, he like like the video and hearing the audio of the video was heartbreaking enough. But then literally um, because I've got the, the AC on because it is super hot uh the, right now in the in the summer um i ended up having to turn the subtitles on and uh, because my ac is so loud and so i actually saw the name ryan 
before I heard his voice, and I'm like, oh no. And, and, I, and I mean, that that's all built up by the fact that in between Alfred Molina and this phone is a bunch of scenes of her, because Molina makes her kind of, uh, after Molina, she goes and talks to uh, Molly Shannon, who is Nina's mom, uh, who tells her, like, you know, we all miss uh, Nina, but you need to move on. Uh, and at this point, she decides that she actually is going to uh, try to move on. Um uh, wait, I'm missing a thing. That's when she goes to see Sam Richardson and Bo Burnham, or tries to pick up Sam Richardson. Bo Burnham oh, yep. sees them, yep. uh, and they like kind of mini break up right there. Then she goes and sees Molly Shannon and was told to kind of move on. So she decides that she's going to try to move on, uh, goes and uh, apologize to Bo Burnham. Uh, and they, they reconcile. Then they've got some, you know, there's some really nice scenes between them of like singing Paris Hilton in a, in a, a pharmacy that who would have guessed that this movie would get stars go blind stuck in my head for the rest of the day. Um, I like that scene by the fact that in the background, you can see the, the pharmacists like glaring at them pissed off that they're doing this in the store. <laughs> And I'm just like, yeah. that is exactly what would be going on. Yeah, which which at least like I do like the fact that they they had the the wherewithal to just be like, oh yeah, no, we probably shouldn't do this in the, the store. We should probably leave. Yep. Um, um, and so yeah, that there there's some good stuff there. They they he meets the parents uh, and that goes well. They tell each other that they're falling in love with each other, and then yeah. the next scene is Allison Brie showing up at her house uh, with the phone telling her never to contact her again but saying that there's a tape on that that they recorded video of yeah. it uh and that's when she finds out that that he was there for the rape yeah um which yeah it's just like your heart just sinks and you know it, it just shows how um just how well structured this screenplay was and that's why it ended up winning the academy award for best original screenplay um at last year's academy awards um so you know because it was it was just that good and yeah we got you know such like i said like amazing performances like through the the entire cast like even people like, like you said, Molly Shannon, who's in one scene, but it's very impactful. Um, the little um, scene between Carrie Mulligan and Clancy Brown when she's heading out to the date and is actually like dressed up and like clearly has or there's there's two scenes like you've got that scene where she first is there is doing that and then the scene where you know he talks about how you know Nina was basically and you know another daughter to them as well because they were so close and he f felt like he's he'd lost her uh, like he felt like he lost Cassie as well but now he has her back and then that complete 180 of like she goes, you know, and breaks up with with Ryan and then 
you know, blackmails him basically um, into revealing where the party was um, so that she can get her ultimate revenge on the guy who, who raped her best friend. Yep. And, and that's the scene where I was talking about earlier where, where she's like, you thought you're going to get away with it. And, 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 uh, and being, uh, you know, being very straight to him being like, like, there's no way I could forgive you. And then him turning around and just calling her a bitch and, you know, telling her that, Oh, you're so perfect. And, and, uh, you've never done anything wrong. And, and, you know, you get that, that full 180 from his character of like, Oh, he was just this nice, sweet guy for all this time. And then it just, it took, you know, 10 seconds for that to all change for him. Yeah, no. And that's, um, in, in listening to some like other podcasts and listening to actually the inspiration for our, uh, totally two thousands podcast, uh, eighties all over, uh, they, they keep mentioning, and it's kind of sad to realize it's almost 40 years difference, but um, there's multiple episodes in a row where they are reviewing movies where a guy ends up dating a sex worker. And, of course, when he eventually gets mad at her, you know, he's all well and good with what she does until they eventually have a fight and then he ends up calling her a whore. And it's like, yeah, that's like as nice as all of these guys seem, you know, when they get when push comes to shove at the very end, you see the cracks and you see the fact that it's like, nope, these guys weren't the stand up guys that you thought they were. They are they were just, just they as were bad stuff in their tool belt to be to be used later that. When they get they get mad and upset and rather be able to talk it out, they they just go right to to doing what they can to bring the person down. Yeah. Um. So so then yeah the the end of the movie, she she goes to the bachelor party dressed up as a stripper, um and of course because this guy's a doctor, she of course dresses as a nurse, as as you do, um. Drugs the entire bachelor party, which that's not cool. Just like, okay, all right. I mean, it's like, that was the point of like, okay, she is gone, you know, far on the one end. You know, it's like. You could tell when, uh, when I don't know what this character's name was. Schmidt walks up there, um, uh, from new girl. He was just being Schmidt. Like, oh yeah, he was just being Schmidt. Like Alex Greenfield was just being Schmidt. Um, um, but when he when he walks up there, you can tell that he had no idea that he got roofied. Like none of those guys did. They all just thought they were all already you know pass out drunk. Like yeah, I didn't think that that was that big of a deal. Um, yeah. especially but it's it's just it's just one of those questionable things. They also play it off well by men- her mentioning that at least one of the guys down there used to roofie girls um, yeah yeah um and i'm pretty sure that was that was uh, yeah i know that was max that was max uh greenfeld's uh character joe because because joe's the one who fil- who filmed it who filmed the is video joe the one married to allison Bree's character in this movie too oh my god I, is he i couldn't tell because because at one point 
they mention that like the worst of them has twin the worst of the people in school has twins and and like how could they have twins kind of thing and i'm just and then i get to the end and i'm just like was that his character but then i was like his wife's not at the wedding then but so i don't know um but, yeah, uh, I, ca- I can't. I because uh, other than other than Al, um, none of the in the cast, uh, none of the other guys have last names. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so she takes him upstairs. She handcuffs him to the bed, and then when he asks her what her name is, uh, she tells him Nina. And. Uh, also says the last name, which I do not recall right now. Walker, I want to say. Uh, um, I think it was Green. But uh, either way, uh, tells him that it was that that her name was Nina, and that's when he starts oh, to freak out. And Fisher, there we go. Yep. Uh, and that's when he starts to freak out, and that's when that's when she starts to be like, "You don't recognize me." Um, and she mentions that she is going to carve her name into his body. Yeah. Which, like, yeah, I I, like, I wasn't expecting that. Um, and then, and like, it also, it also makes complete and total sense because you, you also, like, this was part of how well done the writing is. I hate the fact that his bride to be is only ever referred to as oh did you know he's dating a he's he his fiance is a bikini model she's a bikini model she's a bikini model she's a bikini model <laughs> like it's never just model it's always got to be a bikini model yeah. and but that that also shows and the fact that he always refers to her as that at and because like I like Christopher Lowell as an actor a lot, but he's he's a pretty boy, you know, and so he can always play up that vain narcissistic side. Yes, and so yeah, to, in carving in someone's name and you know breaking this you know visage or of of his body and scarring it in some way in his head that's almost the worst thing you could do to him well it also ties in earlier because i don't know if you remember but bo burnham says that he actually tattooed anastasia's name on his body uh to uh in his proposal okay okay that makes sense so then the two names on his body would be the the person that he was trying to marry and the person whose life that he he ruined he ruined yeah person he, he killed i mean yeah. he killed her yeah by um, doing that and then um and this was really the the biggest spoiler warning i mean because it's hard, so hard to talk about oh this one you know without talking about the reveal of the end of the fact that I love the choice that Emerald made to keep that suffocation scene as just one long shot slowly moving in with that the camera. Brutal. And it, cause yeah, it just, it makes you like 
almost, you know, it it makes you feel like you're there and are this voyeur watching it and can't do anything about it. Even though you like we're clearly on Cassie's side and just be like, no, 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 no. And like I was, you know, in a lesser movie, you know, he'd think he, she's dead and fall back on the bed and then she'd, you know, <gasps> start breathing again. And, you know, that would be the end of it. But it's like, no, they kill her. <laughs> they kill the yeah, main he, character with like 20 minutes left of the movie. He repeatedly kept saying, stop moving, stop moving and grabbing and trying to pin her arms down and like pushing his knee further into the face. And yeah, it was it was brutal to watch. And um, knowing how the movie ended the second time I watched it, I wasn't as angry. I mean, I was still just like, no, like it's just still it's still terrible, but. I wasn't as absolutely furious as I was the first time I was watching it. I but this movie very quickly so uh before I get to that part uh so in in my fury then then you know then you get then you get Schmidt uh upstairs and and the, the next like they jumped right to the next morning rather than yeah. than anything else for that night like like and then her body's still laying in the exact same position and and they they take her. He tells him it's not his fault that he killed her. Well, uh, yeah. And they take her and they they burn her body. Yeah. And and all of her things. And then the next scene you get is is her parents talking to cops, saying that uh, uh, you know that she's missing, that they're final missing persons. Yeah. I'm furious. First first watch through, furious at oh, this. Yeah. Like no. Like yeah. What the hell is this movie? so mad um, oh i i so i finished it we're recording like later in the evening i finished it at about 10 this morning and was going to text you cussing you out of making me watch this movie yep. um but i'm like save it save it for the podcast you know um because yeah i was just like what did i just see and like in some ways like at at that point when she dies i was just so mad and so angry and then in some ways the you know 10 15 minutes we get after didn't make me happier by any means but resolved that anger a little bit of like this was her plan. This was her choice. You know, she she didn't think it would go this far that she'd get killed. But just in case, she had everything in place. And and yeah, the, as the as the movie kept going and there was more to it, I'm just like something else has got to be happening. Yeah. And and my my mood would switch from anger to not not happiness, but from anger to reconciled and my fury was pushed onto the other characters and be and giving it like a yeah you yeah kind of kind of anger towards them of like yeah she got you kind of kind of reconciliation kind of feeling because um as the cops go and interview you know they interview bo burnham who 
who get he has a moment where you can be like oh is he gonna tell them that she he told because she's missing <sighs> yeah and they're like do you know where she is or where she went to this weekend and he does know he gave them the address of the cabin yeah. and he says no he says no i don't yeah. which and, uh, which honestly makes the scheduled text messages even more impactful because she was like no they'll probably go and talk to him and you know all of this and he's not going to say anything yep and which in some ways like he just l clearly lied to an officer um so he's probably getting in trouble for that also the the video was sent to Alfred Molina so yeah. that's going to get out oh yeah well yeah well clearly like well she said send this to the police um yeah. so he clearly sent it to the police and then that's when they they were like yep nope we had enough to actually convict um and actually you know bring this guy in so but yeah it it was such a well done movie and like like i said i'm really actually really looking forward to seeing what what emerald old Fennell like does moving forward because yeah like this was fantastically written, fantastically directed, and I'm just like, wow, and like knowing, like I said, like seeing her in the crown, and knowing it's like, oh, you also have acting chops, which in some cases, like that, um, in in some ways can get you better actors in your movies is when you're an actor director. Um, because, you know, hey, we've worked with this person before, you know, on set, um, you know, in an, in an acting capacity, you know, might as well try and, and seeing this giant calling card of like, hey, here's an Oscar winning movie that I wrote and directed. Um, well, do you want to come be in my movie? <laughs> um, yeah. like she's going to get amazing casts like from here on out and you know even this one like first time out really you know fantastic cast from top to bottom well and i would say that that she proved that you don't necessarily need to go out there and get the biggest of names to put together a no. fantastic movie too you just have to be able you smart about your casting and the fact that that she chose comedy actors for i mean yes it is a bit of a dark comedy but for what essentially is not really a comedy. Um, and she chose comedy actors for almost every role. Yeah. Uh, I think actually helps this movie in a lot of ways. Because um, it just, it feels so much darker when you get these people are like, like, oh, I normally laugh at that person and now I'm not laughing at them. Okay. Yeah. Um, like, it's just... It, the the lines that would normally be which would possibly be funny coming out of their mouths in a different movie just feel so icky in this movie. Yeah, no, like, like it, 
yeah, like like Max Greenfield was the epitome of that. Of like, he's so funny, and some of the lines that he said in other context would have been funny. Of like, oh man, you killed the stripper. What? Like, in a lot of other movies, that would have been played up for laughs, and you get the inverse of that in this yeah. film it just feels so gross. And like, and like you said with, with him, like he has a character of, of Schmidt. Like I said, he's practically playing that character that those, those things would be laughed at during new girl. If he said a majority of the things that, uh, on that show, um, you know, uh, Sam Richardson and, and Christopher Mintz Plass, uh, yeah. same thing of like, of like, they, it would be more funny if it wasn't so skeezy the, in this yeah. one. And, and I was going to say like, if it was a, if it was a, somebody that normally does, uh, more drama or more dramatic acting. I don't think that you would get that skis as much. Like, I th- yeah. I mean, it would be there, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't be the same. Cause like, they don't normally say things like that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if, if this is coming out right. Be like, and I'm not saying that these guys are skeezy, but, um, the, the, I, I think that oh, the, the characters were given yeah, in the way they, that they, and the way that they portrayed them worked out perfectly. And I think it just shows if she was, part of if she was part of the casting process as the director i'm sure she was she was she's just a plus on that yeah um so yeah once once again like a good recommendation uh which i think we're pretty much like almost we're almost like a hundred percent on like recommendations like back and forth like turns out we know each other's movies tastes like pretty well uh yeah I don't think I've disliked any of the movies that you've recommended yet. Yeah. No. Uh, oh, don't worry. I, I'd let you know if I did. Oh yeah, I know you would. Um, don't worry. We can start that soon. Uh, I would say the 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 closest would have been Altman's movie, The Player. Yeah, yeah. But even that 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 I think the problem was the length. It yes. felt long. Yeah. Well, I and think I think, and I that. think, like, especially with the discussions that we have, like, why, you know, if anyone ever has any criticism of, like, oh, you guys just agree with each other a lot, I was like, nah, not really. Um, yeah. In an overall sense, we'll agree. It's like, yeah, it was a good movie, but we see it in two different, you know, ways. Yeah. Um, and and I think like with the with the Altman with like the player um the discussion we had after and seeing each other's points of view and seeing why i suggested that movie because i think that's that's also been a couple times times with stuff that you've suggested i'm like uh why do you do that and then i realize why you suggested that movie and it's like oh now i get it okay now i see why why we uh we went with this one so Um, so yeah, final, final thought of this movie for me is that, uh, great, great. I'm happy that we watched it again and I'm happy that you, uh, enjoyed it. I mean, enjoyed's a stretch yeah. for, you know, appreciated I it. appreciated it. That's for sure. I was like, it was well done. It was, you know, the entire cast, like I said, from bottom to top is like, you know, there's not a scene in here that I would have cut like, which is rare. Um, and yeah, like I said, it got me like humming along to a stupid 
awful Paris Hilton song. <laughs> yeah. And had no qualms about that. And was like, yeah, no, that I really like that song. That song's pretty good. And now it's like also kind of tainted as well <laughs> because of the rest of the movie. Yes. Yep. Um and it's like, yeah, that was your high point. And then the start. Yeah. Uh so uh next movie. Uh, I've actually got two options because I've literally um, I also wanted to keep with strong female lead um, and I saw either through realizing it was on a streaming service the lead actress's daughter being in a show I love or just the fact that it was tre- uh, another movie trending on uh, Netflix. Uh, so, so one of the movies has Uma Thurman in it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so it's, do you, are you feeling more action or comedy? Well, after that, I think I got to go comedy. All right. Uh, so somehow, even though I know for a fact that you like this director, well, let me double check that. Um, <laughs> let me double check that because they also haven't done as many things as I thought they d- had done. Um, but I know the fact that you like this writer, uh, will tolerate the director. Um, and tolerate the lead. Um, so if you want to go with comedies, because it is now streaming on Netflix, uh, we're going to watch Mean Girls. Oh, you got to be kidding me. Oh, boo. You could have gone with the action movie. I've avoided this movie for like 20 years now. And it's you not even st- that's not even that much of an exaggeration. It's almost 20 years. I know. That's why I am going to give you the caveat because I don't think we've ever officially said it, but we do each get one veto. Well, I'm mm, I don't know if I want to use it. I don't uh You can go with the other you, movie. You can go with the action movie. What is it? Kill Bill Volume 1. I'll go with Mean Girls. You've also avoided Kill Bill Volume 1 for 20 years. Yes, I have. Like Neither of these choices were good for me. <laughs> I know, and that's kind of why I made you want to do those choices. Um, You're a very, very rude person. They're both good movies. Sure. They're both good movies. Um, so, yeah, Mean Girls, uh, 2004, I want to say, uh, written by Tina Fey. Uh, based on a book that Tina Fey didn't write, but it's barely based on the book. Based on a book pushed by Sapphire? No, that was the next year. Oh. Or like two years later. I can't remember. Um, Time's a flat circle. So, Time's uh, a flat uh, Mean Girls 2? We should watch Mean Girls 2. No, because it's terrible. Cause so, you know? at least because I saw it. Um, because I was bored and I like the first one. 
Um, but yeah, starring Lindsay Lohan, Rachel McAdams, Lacey Chabert, Amanda Seyfried, uh, Tina Fey, Tim Meadows, you know, uh, Lizzie Kaplan. I always forget Lizzie Kaplan's in the movie. Um, so it's, it's a lot of people that you like in this movie, which is also why it's like, how have you avoided this? Um, I just have. Yeah. I don't know if I like any movies this guy's done. Uh, yeah, I realized the only other one he'd really directed was Freaky Friday. Um, so he's at least he's gotten two good Lindsay Lohan performances out of her. Cause she's oh, just de- like heaven. She's decent in in uh in Freaky Friday. Um, but I mean, I've the seen ma- bits and pieces of that, but it's just another yeah. Freaky Friday movie. So yeah, it's just like, and, I don't need yeah, it. and it's like the majority of her scenes in that are with you know uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, and you have to be a awful actor to have terrible scenes with jamie lee curtis um at least he ruined bad santa for everybody too yeah i saw that and i'm like oh no um but yeah so so that will be in two weeks uh you can follow all my stuff at knocked out films you can follow all my stuff at my house do the outro be good to each other